Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Squad Games Podcast, the only podcast where we like to roll dice and hear ourselves talk. My name is Giacomo, and with me today is Dakota and Alex Squire. Alex, go ahead and introduce yourself to the rest of the people on the radio. Hey, everyone. I'm Alex. I'm a Hunter Clade and Admech player. I am one of the two members of the Strategic Advantage YouTube channel. If you would like to decide whether I'm the more or less handsome one, you can go and watch us. Um, but yeah, we like to like to make some kill team content, and we generally try to make sure our stuff's nice and educational and turns you into better players. All right, well, Dakota, you know that's a tough question deciding who's more handsome. Uh, I will remain silent. I plead the fifth, but I do have other other facts. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> <laughs> I do have other facts about Mr. Alex. Uh, he is an admic purist from what I know of. He is ranked number 35th in the world as of this interview in the ITC Ooh. rankings, and he's ranked sixth in the United States. Oh, am I now? That's cool. Yeah. Congratulations. <laughs> yeah, those are quite. Uh, th- those are some nice stats there, Statman. Thanks, yeah, man. I have a lot more stats for you guys this time. It's going to be quite exciting. Oh, wait, 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 wait. The admec guy is on and you're going to talk numbers? Ooh, don't get yeah, me yeah. with early. Mostly, mostly ones and zeros. <laughs> oh, baby. Oh, baby. <laughs> I thought you guys just finished telling me that we were supposed to keep it clean on this podcast. Hey, you know, <laughs> if, if the the algorithm can't tell what ones and zeros are, you know, when we're yeah, talking about it. Oh, there we go. (laughs) Stop talking to me like that, Giacomo. You know how my (laughs) wife gets. (laughs) So uh, my my first thing is I would like to congratulate you and uh, and the Omnissiah for you winning SEO back to back. How does that feel? Well, the the Omnissiah and I thank you very much. Um, Yeah, feels real good. I don't. I don't think it would feel anything other than that. It was in the back of my head going in that it would be really, really nice to pull that off. And yeah, it turns out that pulling it off was, in fact, really, really nice. Nice. That's very good. There is some other things. For instance, I have this burning question in my mind. It just runs in my mind and repeat on zeros and ones. And, you know, it's what is your secret to getting ready for a big tournament? So, for instance, so some top players that we've interviewed so far is like some just don't eat during the day of tournaments or they run a few miles before their games in the morning or they prefer meditation and cold showers. So do you like the thrum of like riding a motorcycle before a tournament between your legs? Or do you like watch the great British bake off on Netflix the night before? Like what is your key trick to success? Okay. You guys started very reasonable with your things of things that people might do. And then you went hard right there around the Um, but so, so yeah, it's funny. Like last time when I think it was Travis's interview and you guys were doing all the posts all over the discords, like is the secret to run three miles. And I was like, Oh cool. So someone else does that. And then I looked and I was like, Oh no. But yeah. That's like, <laughs> well, I did. I did both, both days of, uh, both days of SEO. There's a, there was a little trail along the river just down from the, the Hilton that I stayed on right by the, um, right by the venue. And yeah, like. I think I did like three and a half miles Saturday and then like two and a half Sunday because we were more crunched on time. Let's go, man. That's awesome. You burned that pizza off. Yeah. I mean, you got to got to make got to make room for it somehow for the rest of the beer. It's not like a strictly necessary thing I have to do. Like I don't like feel the need to go run, but 
For me, it finds like, you know, I burn off some of that nervous jitters and like it gets the blood pumping. So like by the time I hit the like the first table like that morning, I'm definitely awake and like I'm going and I am ready to compete. All right. That's fascinating because there's so many different, um, you know, avenues that everyone kind of takes. And it's really cool to see the reasonings behind why each of these kind of, you know, why each player succeeds in their own, you know, right. It's really cool. Tournament day is about making sure that you're like comfortable, you know, in your mind and in your body, like, right. You've got like three, four, five games you've got to focus on. Like you don't want any, the less that distracts you, like while you're doing your run, the better, like whether it's just being in a good mindset or like your body, not getting tired on you. It all helps. I imagine it would. I mean, most of my rituals are just uh, try not to be too tired from the morning or from the night before and then like just make it to the event. Oh, 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 man. I almost forgot my other ritual. Emmanuel would give me so much uh, crud for this if I'd forgotten to say it. Um, I wear my hiking boots to every single tournament. I did notice that. Yes. Um, my thing and uh, I've given Birinid crap about his flip flops. Um, oh, my God. But it's. <laughs> Like for my thing is like I've I make a conscious effort to sit down as much as possible, but no matter what, you end up on your feet a lot tournament day, right? Yeah. And so I wear the shoes that I know I can hike 15 miles a day in the mountains wearing like standing on my feet for six hours. I'm totally like I know that these shoes and my legs will handle that just fine. But Mm -hmm. like, yeah, it's just one less thing there. I'm like. We'll get, we'll get into this more with the tournament stuff, but there was a moment in the tournament that I thought was really funny um, relating to like feeling okay physically. Usually what I do when I'm uh, prepping for a tournament is I'm up super late painting some last minute paint scheme because I'm terrible with time management and uh, reading my rules uh, just to make sure everything's ready. And Giacomo can attest to that. Uh, and then I wake up as late as possible and get there uh, <laughs> with as little time remaining as possible <laughs> to try and get the most amount of sleep. And I usually show up exhausted. Um, that is my uh, key to not success. How about you, Jack? What is yours? <laughs> to not success? To play Imperial Fists at 40K. Yeah, there you at go. The current moment. <laughs> And look, we're a little better than Admic because I've not Wait, lost to an welcome, Admic. Welcome to the bottom with me, brother. Uh, that's great. We only have one direction to go from here. <laughs> only go lower. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my cat's rubbing your head against the screen. <laughs> oh, gotta love that. So, yeah, um, so. Uh, so, did you enjoy SEO this year? And uh, what was your favorite part of SEO of, of this year, Alex? Yeah, of course I enjoyed it. I loved it. It was so much fun. Um, I, for those who don't know, I played all three days. I did the the pods Friday, the championship Saturday, and then we did the team doubles um, Sunday. Honestly, yeah. the for me, I I don't know. I can't pick a favorite part of it. It was all great. Um, I enjoyed Friday. It was a lot of fun because everyone there were good players and didn't matter who we matched up to, but at the same time, it like wasn't the champs event. So it was like getting to play really like tough games against good people but at the same time, like not having that same level of like it mattering, hanging over your head. Cause it's not like the big champs event. So it was, right. it was more chill. Um, gotcha. 
that being said, I played against four really, really strong opponents in the champs and thoroughly enjoyed all of those games, too. It was just a little more stressful knowing like what was on the line. And then the team's event was just a blast. Um, I actually think actually, no. So that was my favorite moment of favorite single moment of the entire tournament was final game of the tournament in um, playing against the Kelly kids. Um, yeah. Well, I well no. So it wasn't to that point yet. We were just it was the roll off. Okay. And so it's Sunday. So the event hall is pretty empty on our side. And Zeke and I are about to roll off to decide who's attacker or defender for the, the team's pairings. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you can roll first. And he goes, cool. And just chucks his dice across the floor. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, Game on young man. And I threw my dice across the floor too. <laughs> is, I'm telling you, it is extraordinarily freeing to just take a dice and chuck it across the floor and be like, yeah, I don't care. Across a giant air hanger. Yeah, we threw it towards the wall, so it it, like kind of bounced back towards us, and it wasn't like skittering off a thousand feet. But it was the in terms of single favorite like moment of just some little stupid thing that happened. That was that was honestly probably my favorite moment. That's awesome. That's a really that's a really good moment. Mm -hmm. Zeke in general, he's fun to play against. Like he's he's such a good sport about everything. Yeah, I played. I've played him a couple times, but it was my first time playing Jason. Yeah, they're and then playing James too. Yeah, they're a they're a great family to play against. They really are. Mm-hmm. So there are were some really great painters that came to compete. Uh, yes. Going to the hobbies, the hobby side of this, right? Giacomo mm-hmm. won best painted at the pods. Uh, mm-hmm. Kevin Holland won uh, the GT contest with his heavily converted uh, vet guard. Mm-hmm. And I really love the amount of time and effort he put into them. Uh, would you believe me if I told you that he painted them in a week? So I have a confession to make. I never okay. saw them. You never saw what? them? No, I, I could. By the time, like, I never, I didn't go and look at the painting stuff at lunch. I don't remember what I was doing. Um, I think you're eating. I, I was probably eating and probably making the rounds talking with like my friends who were doing in the big hammer tournament. Uh-huh. Um, and then by the time I got back, all the, the painting stuff was done and then he won and then he dipped pretty quickly. Like he after, after did. all the awards were out and I was trying to like look around and find what it was. Cause I like, you were all raving about them and I was like, where are they? Where are they? And they're gone. They disappeared. I never got a chance to see them. I'll make sure I put them on the discord so you can check them out. Yeah. And also, I think we're going to start an Instagram pretty soon. So we'll we'll, we'll put them there, too. Awesome. Uh, the James Kelly and Robert Nichols won uh, Best Painter for the Doubles event. Um, I guess this question is not as per- pertinent to you, but um, out of all the teams, who did you vote for Best Painted? Uh, Gene, this might have to go to you if, if you didn't see all the teams on uh, on Saturday. Alex. Yeah, I think I'm gonna have to throw this one to Giacomo because yeah, I didn't I didn't get a chance to see everyone. Yeah. Giacomo right. did most of the uh the hobby track scoring for everyone, so he he got a real good look at so, everyone's models. So wait, so you had the actual expert here and you're like, oh hey, you know, idiot. Come on, answer I mean, this question. It's, it's <laughs> you know, you know, you're not an idiot. You're you're just a robot. Yeah, I have I have no appreciation for aesthetic. <laughs> AI technology makes art now. <laughs> the, the the flesh is weak. I get mine done through. I, I paint mine through a through a 
3D printed robot. No, not really. <laughs> <laughs> All right, G, what, what, what was your favorite paint job out of the whole thing? So on the, by the way, I was only judging Saturday and Sunday, not the day that I was in the contest. Yes, uh, I want yes, to put this correct on uh, Friday. So on Saturday, it was down to two. It was those vet guard, and it uh-huh. was down to worm blade. Oh, Whopper's worm blade, man, they're Whopper's they're beautiful. Yeah, they're, they're they're wonderfully made, and the story on the board really brings it together. Plus, I like that you could fit his little barricades there. That was cool too. It was it was tough. It was between those two. I ultimately went with the display board because I thought it just made it a little more cohesive. Uh-huh. However, it was, the vet guard had such an original design, and they both had yeah, good had... highlights. They both had good shading, and mm-hmm. there was a few custom things I really liked about it. I feel like if they had put a display board in there, that would have put it to the extra, like just enough to mm-hmm. really ensure its uh, vote on my part. But you know, ultimately the popular vote, uh, which you know he did a good job, it went to him. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah yeah uh i i liked a lot of the paint jobs that were there there was a beautiful tau army done by austin oh yeah uh, uh there was a uh there's a beautiful by jeffrey Lim. we'll talk more about jeff later um he had a great painted uh intercessors uh caleb he came through with a beautiful night lords list and there were so many more um so many more people that just astounded me with their hobby. And it's really cool to see all these people really putting forth the, their, 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 you know, their minds and their brushes to, to do such cool work for everyone, in my opinion. So here's an interesting fact for you, uh, Alex, firstly, you played nine games of kill team this weekend. Secondly, over this whole yeah. tournament weekend. I th- yeah, I know. Right. Um, yeah. oh, okay. I think there was, I think we played like over 120 games this weekend from all, of, all three tournaments combined, uh, which is pretty cool. It's a pretty, it's a quite a lot of you know stats because I, I, yeah. do, I do my stats page, right? Uh-huh. Um, this year we had 19 players show up for SEO and out of those 19 players, 12 of them were in the top 100 ITC rankings for the United States. You, Mr. Robot Daddy Alex Squires, were in sixth sixth place. Uh, Jimmy Kelly is in 17th. Chris Bearned Harris is in 22nd. Alec Berryman is 31st. Anthony M is in 52nd. Robert Nichols is in 54th. Justin, also known as Whopper, is 71st. Jeffrey Lim is with only two games, is 76th. We'll still talk more about Jeff later. I'm just going to throw this in right now. Jeff and Robert are only that low because they don't have the full complement of of tournament scores in yet. Jeff only has two, and Robert only has three. Yeah. Uh, Jeshua is the next one in, and he's at 86th. And then our very own Giacomo Vergara is 89th in the United States in rankings. You know how they, you know how they like, you can sort, yeah, by like U.S. and stuff for for BCP. Uh huh. Wish they had some way of like filtering for like juniors. Like that would be cool for like that would the, be amazing. Yeah. Be able to like, you yeah, know, so, like how are how are we how are how are the how are the you know up and comers doing? Yeah, what, 
one cool thing is that we're working on a California circuit for next year. So ITC will be broken down from not just USA, but we'll have a California ITC, oh, cool. ITC circuit and a California championship through squad games next year. So that's going to be super exciting. Awesome. But the last two people in that 100 list is Ezekiel at 92nd mm-hmm. and Eric Oddsickle from the Kill Zone at 97th. Nice. And since we had so many good players last year, and so many good players this year, but I felt like it's this year's matured so much more than we did last year. Mm-hmm. And there are some real killers out there this year. Do you think that this year or last year was a harder way was was harder to come away with a W? And why is and why? Uh, I don't. <laughs> they were equally hard. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. I had, to go, I had to go through a manual last year to mm-hmm. get the, to get the championship. And and I had to go through Bearded as well. And then yeah. this year I had to go through Bearded again. And then I had to go through Jeff and Robert and Anthony. I think <laughs> I'm gonna I'm tooting my own horn here. I think I had the hardest schedule at the tournament. Uh yeah, you definitely had one of the hardest, that's for yeah. sure. <laughs> that is that is definitely for yeah, sure. Every every person that I played had could have been at the top of the podium like no doubt in my mind absolutely i definitely agree with that Mm -hmm. did you feel like playing against robert was like stressful because when i started playing him on the last day it was pretty nice in the beginning and then it just got like really serious down to where we were like any move we make incorrect is gonna throw this game one way or the other yes and no um to to both sides of your question um yeah, I'm I'm used to playing games at that point where like literally the game the games will often come down to who makes the mistake first. And then so I mean from the from the get-go it's you know you're watching each other like a hawk and trying to figure out what you can exploit. Um so like on the one hand it's it's going that way, but on the other hand like I know that Robert's doing the same thing to me. I know Jeff's doing the same thing to me. I know Emmanuel is doing the same thing to me. So like, it's fine. We're chill. Like we, we both know what's happening. So there's no, it's not particularly stressful in that sense. Like we're not, not concerned that someone's doing something you don't know about. Like I know that they're out to get me and they know I'm out to get them. So we're, we're chill about it. If that makes any kind of sense at all. Yeah, it does. Yeah. And like out to, out to get each other in like, the sense that we're trying to win, but no one's like trying to do a gotcha moment or anything like that. Like it's all hundred yeah. percent above board. Like if one of us will see, like see the other making a move and it's like, just a reminder, like, don't forget I have this thing because like you're watching them make a move and you're like, do they remember that like Omnispex exists? Did they forget <laughs> about that for a second? And then they're just about to die. Yeah. And you know, it's just thing, things like that. Like, hey, you know, don't 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 forget about my team's rules. Like, don't make a mistake because of that. Yeah, that's very gentlemanly of you. Yeah. So this question goes to both of you. Uh, personally, I think out of all the players, excluding Mister Robo Daddy himself, uh, if I had to choose a singular player in the field of SEO, I'd I'd have to say that Jeff would probably scare me the most to play against. That's mm-hmm. no nothing against any anyone else. That's if I had to choose a singular player because I think he's super good, um, and I don't know if I could beat him. 
So going into the tournament, is there any particular uh, person that kind of like worried you the most about losing, losing to uh, that you kind of like had the most, you know, thoughts that you might have trouble with the most? Uh, in with a manual absent, Jeff and Robert were my the two that I was most concerned about. Okay. Um, they well, first off, playing a manual is always scary. Um, and it works the same for him. We've discussed this because we both know exactly what each other are thinking. Um, with Jeff and Robert, I've played them both enough to know that they are terrifying opponents and will make extremely good and extremely intelligent decisions. Um, and I've been on the receiving end of beatdowns from both of them. So like I, I've witnessed firsthand what they can both do. Okay. How about you, G? For me, since I only was in the pods, I, I think my the ones I was worried about were probably Robert and um, James, probably. Mm-hmm. Okay. AKA Jimmy, because I've already mm-hmm. played him, and he's a he's a pretty good player. And he was playing Admic, then now he was playing um, Thousand Sons, which, by the way, they're very good. <laughs> yeah. And I've always heard so many things about Robert just playing Eldar. And then I finally got to play him, and yeah, there was there was definitely those moments. Uh, those two, since I already had some experience with one, it's like I sort of knew what to expect, but it's like it's going to be an uphill battle. It kind of was. And then Robert just always had this kind of like thing. I've always been told like, yeah, he's doing so well with Compendium, you know, that he's, he's pulling mm-hmm. it off. And I think anyone who can do that without any like extra special rules is pretty good. Agreed. Yeah, craft Agreed. craft worlds just do. They play the base game better than anyone else. Yeah. In terms of just, you pick up the core rule book and say, okay, these are the things you can do. Like, ignore all the special tricks you get from compendium teams. No one does it better than them. It just yeah. doesn't happen. I fully agree. They got the bodies and abilities. I still wish they could take two offensive grenades, but like most other teams, but unfortunately yeah. they are limited to just one. Mm-hmm. But. And the next question for you is who gave you the hardest challenge at SCO and in the grand, grand tournament? Um, well, I mean, in a, in a recurring theme, Jeff and Robert, um, <laughs> both, both of those games came down to the fourth turn initiative role. Wow. Um, in the game against Robert, he and I played in the second round. Um, he and I were looking at points before we rolled at it and we figured out that, oh, we were kind of looking at it at the bottom of the third turn as I was making my last couple moves. And we figured out that basically if I went first, I was going to win by a point. And if he went first, he, we were going to tie. Wow. And there was, we kind of discussed it a little afterwards. There was, I think there was a very slim chance that if i'd gone second i might have been able to pull out the win maybe with the vantage part right yeah it was yeah it was the one where i like was tucked up and had to go up in vantage um uh vantage a thing um but yeah so we roll off i go first pop up get my point then we just shook hands right there circled the there was no point in playing out the rest of it we circled out the rest of his secondaries and had the point by a win um Mm -hmm. And then Jeff, the same thing happened. Um, 
I had beaten him down to three intercessors. He'd popped his leader up on top of a vantage to nuke one of my infiltrators that was sneaking around the side. We were playing Domination, and um, for anyone not familiar with Dakota's maps, it's there's like two fairly large pieces of terrain that divide the lane, like kind of little lanes on the edges from the center. And so I had an infiltrator sneaking up, making the run around to, to go try to grab one of his objectives. And he popped his leader up and plasma pistoled him. And yeah, sure, the infiltrator died. No surprise. Um, but then he was hanging out there and I went first and was able to one shot him with my plasma and grab a point for a headhunter. Oh, yeah. Rip sergeant. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the end of that game, I don't know if you want to touch that now or if that's a question for later, but that was... That that's going to be a question later. Okay, yeah, that that's one of the wildest endings to a game I've ever had. All right. So what was your favorite game? This goes to both of you once again, each of you. Which was your guys' favorite game that you guys played? Gee, you go. I've been talking for a bit. All right. Mm, okay. You know, I'm going to... it. I'm not trying to pick Robert, but we got to play Into the Dark, and I, and yeah. I wanted to play Into the Dark. Plus, it was the Into the Dark arena, so I believe... And this is on the doubles Spaniards. day, right? Yeah, on the doubles day. Spaniards started that, right? No, it was Sheldon. It was and Sheldon. And the, the Spaniards are adopting adopted it. Adopted it. Yeah. So there we go. Shout out to Sheldon. They were the ones who did the first big test of it, I'm pretty sure. That's why I'm getting confused. But shout out to Sheldon over there at uh, Kill Team Stream. Yeah, it's a good packet. It's really cool. So that's the one you playing Robert? Yeah, because it, it, although it was stressful, it tactically it felt very satisfying. Um, I would also, I, I'm, uh, when I played against Alex, actually, that was a lot of fun too, because there's a lot of moments where we're thinking like, I'm going to make this really far out move to try to throw somebody off and, and see if I can make it with this bait. And I think it could have worked with some different dice rolls, but you know, sometimes it happens. So moments yep. like that just made it feel like, okay, it's not just, I know exactly what I'm doing and my opponent's not doing the thing they're supposed to, so I'm going to win this match. It, there was a lot more, I have to think of how to do this. And yeah, those are well, fun for me. Those are more fun for me. I like those yeah. more. How about you, Alex? God, I could I could seriously pick any single game from this weekend and talk about why it was my favorite game. Mm-hmm. Um, there were just so many... Every game, Championships Day, was hard fought, and... I loved that. Like there was no, no game that day was easy, um, which was lovely. Um, every game on Friday was fun. Um, I loved all my opponents. Um, playing the team stuff on Sunday was fun. Um, I played James's Warp Coven uh, on Into the Dark, and that was like my third Into the Dark game ever, which was, so that was a lot of fun dealing with all the, thousand sun shenanigans and into the dark um and then playing jeshua at the end of the day was fun too um just had a nice chill game um playing against him i don't know there's yeah i can't i can't pick a favorite game they were all awesome all right so we're gonna get to the real question here and that yeah. is in the finals you said if you didn't pull some shenanigans versus jeff uh, he would have beat you by two, but in the end, you ended up winning by one. Can you tell me what that sneaky trip, uh, sneaky trip was? Yes. Yeah. So, so we already discussed the, the opener to round four was me sniping his leader with my plasma. Mm-hmm. 
So that left him with two intercessors on the central point. Um, which actually maybe he, maybe he, no, I'm forgetting order of operations. Basically he had two intercessors on that central. Okay. No, sorry. I have to back up even more. At the end of round three, I charged a rust stalker. I charged a wounded infiltrator in to the center point to tie up um, the two, uh, the, the two intercessors there and then charged a rust stalker and healthy rust stalker um, to go. There was, I figured there's a decent chance of him taking one of them down pretty heftily. And then maybe, a, you know, maybe I die in return. Maybe I survive a little bit. Either way, something's good. I whiffed hard. I rolled a single hit out of five dice. Uh-oh. It was awful. Jeff just looked up at me. He goes, oh, I'm sorry. And I was like, I mean, it happens. And so I punched the intercessors for four, and then he just wipes me out of existence. So in that at that point, wow. I'm like, crap, 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 crap. Um, and then... Uh, yeah, sergeant pops up, nukes me, and then we go to turn four. I nuke the sergeant. So now he's got the two guys in the middle, um, and he see, and we both know that my vanguard alpha is the only thing that can make it onto that center point to try to contest it, other than the infiltrator that's already there. So he fights that infiltrator um, to kill it, and I manage to hurt his one injured guy pretty badly. So it's down to like four wounds. Then he rolls his, or no, I fight him, manage to deal one lethal hit and then he kills me. Then he rolls his one healthy intercessor around to try to move block my Vanguard alpha from getting onto that center point and hitting, like trying to do anything to flip it or take out the guy who's on four wounds remaining. And so he rolls around tries to shoot the guy with the pistol. My luck comes back around and I make all three four up saves. Um, so wow. we don't put a single wound on the, on the Vanguard alpha, which was huge. And he's like, okay, well that's fine. And I looked at him at that point. And so I looked at the board and I realized there was something I could do. And I felt, cause I'm used to playing with Jeff and, you know, we play casually competitive. We talk to each other to try to make each other better. I looked at him and I was thinking something or thinking and I felt so bad. I was like, there's an obscure rule I can use right now. And he's like, are you going to tell me what it is? And I said, I'm sorry, but I can't like, this is the, this is the only way I've got to win. Like there's something I can do here and I wanted you to know that much, but I can't tell you. And he's like, that's totally fine. Um, and so he hemmed and hawed over what to do with the remaining intercessor in the middle. Cause I had a, archivist that could if he went engage or shuffled away from my alpha he would get shot by the archivist mm-hmm. so he couldn't do that so he ended up thinking about it and kept the guy where he was and conceal so the archivist couldn't shoot him and then in one of the funniest moments i think of the tournament so now at this point he's all done with his activations and i still have like five or six i could do uh-huh. and so i say okay i flip my archivist to engage and Jeff knows that my archivist doesn't have a shot. So he goes, and I just hear him go, uh-oh. Because <laughs> he didn't know what was happening, but that meant something weird was happening. So then I charge my archivist into the guy that's move blocking me. Okay. Yeah. I see where and you're going. now this is where the, 
the weird rule comes in. If a model, if you have a model with an engagement range of an enemy model, you can move through that model's engagement range so long as you don't end up inside it. That was on the most recent fact, correct? Nope. That's been in the rule since day one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I remember you guys talking about this like a month ago. Yeah, I blew. Yeah, I blew Emmanuel's mind with it um, mm-hmm. on a video a while back. Uh, but yeah, so doing that let me charge, and then I have to spend a com- my last command point to give my alpha an extra inch of movement. Rolled around the corner that would have been blocked otherwise by that intercessor. Got into his guy just over the middle with an extra APL from my comms. Charged first action. Fought, killed the intercessor with, with a single hit because he was down to four wounds remaining. And then with my third uh, action point, flipped the center. Wow. Nice. That was, wow. Yeah. It got me a point for route. It got me two points for the end of the game instead of one on primary. And yeah, made the made the difference. Lit. That's awesome. Yeah. Man, I thought the most important question was going to be whether you say GIF or JIF. <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> Hey, you know, maybe if Jeff watched your videos more, Jeff, you, you might have seen that coming, my guy. Whoa, ho, ho, ho. <laughs> Got but, him. But, uh, yeah, the and I will say I was only able to do that because I have my alpha. If I had any of the other Vanguard alphas, the ones with the like better pistols, but the crappier um with the less good uh melee weapons, it wouldn't have worked. Is that the taser goat or the power weapon that's the worst one? So the power weapon is by far the best melee weapon, um, but you have to bring the mastercrafted radium pistol with it, which is fine. But if you do the the taser goat or the arc maul, then you get either the phosphor blast pistol or the uh, arc pistol, both of which are way better. Ah, uh, okay. So it's like it's, it's the same kind of deal as like yeah, it's the same as the intercession intercession sergeant, where you can be like plasma pistol and chain sword or literally anything else yeah anything else yeah yeah all right so what upcoming tournament are you looking to forward to attending the most and why team tournament baby you represent we got we've got we've got a killer team lined up i'm stoked for it yeah that's the all valley team tournament right Yeah, yeah yeah your tournament um yeah so Birinid, Robert, and I um, are squaring up for it. Or not squaring up. We're lined up for it. What's your guys' team name? Uh, Flyby Knights. Okay. Competing under our standard banner. Um, Jeff, unfortunately, is not available for it. Um, but, you know, if we can't have him, at least no one else can. So, you know, there's that. It's true. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I'm I'm very excited for that. And that's just what two weeks away. That's about two yep. weeks away. Yeah, it's gonna yeah. be it's gonna be yep. pretty big. It's I think right, mm-hmm. right now we're having we we might get to 42 players, which will turn it us to oh, a major. So cool. it, it would be first major in California ever. Nice. Hey, yeah. Let's go. Will you be attending LVO this year? Almost certainly. Um, it's not officially locked in yet, but I can't imagine I wouldn't be. Okay. Um. Let's move on to AdMech, shall we? Yay! Okay. Computer time. Okay, yeah, computer time. Uh, 110001. Ooh, ooh, talk dirty to me. <laughs> uh, have you played any other teams other than AdMech Hunterclade this edition? Yeah. Um, in little friendly games, I have dabbled a little bit playing some random things, but I mean, I just 
I like I like my robot boys. That's just that's what I do. Um, and it's funny too because like I'll go and maybe try a couple games with someone else, and then I come back and go back to playing Hunter Clade, and it's like just slipping into like a familiar pair of pajamas or something. It's just like ah, oh, this is comfort. Like I know exactly what this is. Like your hiking yeah. boots. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> so I think that's one of the reasons like one of my tournament things um i'm never i don't have to think about what my team does really i just like i know them inside and out i don't have to put any brain power into you know remembering my own rules or you know knowing how things go together it just that's all instinctive for me at this point so i can just focus on what my opponent's doing and what like what the mission and the board are all right. Do do they ever get stale? Not for me. I mean, for for starters, I don't play as I can't play as many games as I would like. So, you know, I'm not I'm not overloading myself um, of course, of with course. games. Maybe if I were, I would be more interested in branching out. But for the amount of games I can get in, it's just I do what I like. And if I, you know, if I'm find things getting stale, I can always I adjust my list to be less optimal. Um, try something silly. Place, play them in a strange way. Are you sad that the priests aren't a part of your team? Oh god, yes. That's why I'm working on a uh, that's why I'm working on a homebrew team with them. Cool. There's the uh, the ba- the battle congregation kill team is uh, is underway. Is there is there any team that you've wanted to play but just haven't had the chance? Um I mean, I think a lot of teams are really cool. Um, I'm slowly working on hobbying up some Warp Coven. I've got Vet Guard that were built and have been gray plastic for a year. Um, nice. I've probably got enough Marines that I could proxy some sort of Phobos or Intercession team if I got down and painted some stuff. Um, but yeah. No, the team I've had the most fun playing was yet another homebrew invention of mine. Um, Emmanuel and I sat down and homebrewed a couple things, and I made one for the Castellan robots, which was so much fun. You think playing Custodes is fun with four big stompy things? Try just two big stompy things. It's silly. <laughs> That's, yeah, that, I've, that looked like a lot of fun. You guys played that on uh, Emmanuel's birthday, correct? Yeah. Yeah, that looked like a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. You know what's also fun? What? what? Oh, hey. What are you <laughs> drinking? I am drinking a Mind Haze, appropriately enough. There we go. All right. I've had Mind Haze before. Mind Haze is fine. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm an, I'm an IPA boy through and through. Really? Oh, yeah. That's I don't hear many people go like, yeah, IPAs for life, you know? My yeah, wife I, hates IPAs. You know, apparently some... I mean... I play, I play robots. Clearly, I'm twisting. <laughs> do you do you like Eagle Eye too? Like, I haven't had that. What's that? It's very. It's a very bitter IPA. Ooh, and I probably I would probably really enjoy good it. Friend is she really likes it, and I go, <laughs> how do you even do that? Like, <laughs> so a deeper question is why this team what drew you to play them and what is their appeal to you specifically so when when i first walked into a game shop in march 2019 
and it was like, I want to play kill team. And the owner looked at me like, well, come back Thursday. The guy who knows this stuff is there. And I was like, okay. Um, because that was the era when commanders was a thing. Mm-hmm. And you will understand in a moment, I don't play magic, the gathering at all. So I saw on the game store website commanders Friday night. I was like, cool. So I went in on Friday <laughs> and you're like what i was like it says commanders they're like yeah that's magic it's like what it was very i looked like an idiot um but yeah they're like yeah come back thursday so i walk into the store this guy sit in the back i'm like hey you know i'd like to like to do kill team and he's like oh cool um you know he's like and he's like can i tell you like the thing way i think i would like to play and you tell me what you think i should play and he's like yeah sure and that's how I met Emmanuel. Um, and yeah. so, like, I was describing, you know, I kind of want to play, like, kind of, like, I don't want anything, like, like that's just overtly strong or, you know, any, like, plays simply. Like, I want, like, I want to think. Like, I want to have to be tricky to win. And so he initially said, okay, you should look at Gene Steelers, Gene Steeler Cult or um, Imperial Guard. Is that were the first things he pointed me to. I was like, okay, cool. And so I went and looked at the models and I was like, okay, cool. I'll think about it and went home and started looking at stuff. And I was also on the website looking at like the vehicles for Big Hammer because I knew I would eventually want to play Big Hammer um, too. I was going through and then I saw the Iron Strider Balistari on the website. And I was like, wait, what? What is this? Oh my God, this is beautiful. And then I went down the rabbit hole of Admech vehicles and they didn't even have the really weird stuff at that point. I was like, oh, a crab tank. Oh, yes. And then I went and looked at their infantry. I was like, yeah, yeah, I can get behind this. Um, uh, yeah, so so fun sort of side story. Um, I did my graduate school work in robotics. So like I'm into this stuff. Uh, <laughs> so I came back and I was like, I'm going to do Admech. And he was like, cool, you know do what makes you happy. Um, and yeah. And so I built them and I played with them and it turns out that with the canticles and everything back then, they were in fact super weird and finicky to play. And I've loved them ever since. So asking for the newer players out there, mm-hmm. what does a hunter clay team look like to you and how many models takes up, uh, makes up a typical team? So hunter clay is 11 models always. Um, it can include up to five Sicarians. Um, you could, in theory, take less than that. There might be some weird builds you could try where you take less, but Sicarians are really good, so I never would, in a competitive game, take less than the five. Um, Hunter Clade are one of the really weird teams. There's a growing number of them, but they're one of the few teams currently where you do not have enough spaces in a 20-man roster to take everything that you would want to take fascinating yes i if if i could bring everything i would want i would need just shy of 30 spaces just for sicarians wow and that's not even getting into the skatari yet it is the the sheer number of options on the sicarians and the the variations in both vanguards and rangers on all your special weapons and uh, specialists. It's 
there's a massive number of potential operatives to fill a Hunter Clade roster. So you have to make choices on what you want. Um, I tweak it um, pretty much every tournament, you know, not hugely, just maybe adding and dropping a particular operative that I didn't find terribly useful in the one before under the theory that I'll do something else. Um, but yeah, it's it's hard to pack them in. At the, at the high level, I think one of the big Hunter Clade flexes is knowing which Sakarian to take when. And, you know, determining which mix you want to do, if you want to bring a mix, if you want to just do pure Rustalker or pure Infiltrator. And that's just something that comes with practice and understanding the way you like to play. Um, I, when I, the first time, I guess the only time I've ever squared off against Baki, um, he was playing his Novitiates. And we muster and I roll up with five Rustalkers and he looks at me and he's like, well, that's different. I was like, what? And he's like, most people run five infiltrators against me because people like to try to turn off the rerolls that the sisters have. Um, and I was like, nah, I'm just going to murder you. Um, <laughs> and so I think that game was also, he won by a point in that one. Um, but yeah, with the, the rust stalkers with the fight twice and going up against seven wound models. Yeah. They just ate every sister they touched alive. Um, wow. so it's just, it depends on the way you want to play and the, the way you're going to do it. Um, Robert and I have discussed Admech a good bit. He wants to get into Hunter Clade at some point and he, th- he is, you know, his philosophy on them is going to be entirely different than mine. He's going to be much more shooting focused than I am. Um, I spend a lot of my command points on movement, like extra movement, almost every single turn to get someplace and healing models to keep them effective and hit over, get over damage breakpoints that I'm concerned about where he right. thinks he would focus more on like the, the shooting upgrades. Um, the what's the pursuers, I think is the, the tack, the not tack op, the strategic ploy. Um, I've literally never used it. The one it gives you your Vanguard and Rangers is free reroll um, for the turn under certain conditions. But yeah, it's, I think he wants to leverage that. Whereas I'm just like, Nope, I'll never use that. I have no use for it. Fascinating. Mm-hmm. Um, what is your most valuable operative? Well, after, after this tournament, it's definitely the Vanguard alpha. Um, <laughs> <Okay>. what, <laughs> what, what does, Oh yeah, obviously. obviously. Yeah. He's like, he's the one who snuck in and got the, mm-hmm. got the kill on the point in the final. Um, yeah, but no, it's, there's no, there is no v- most valuable operative in the team. Everyone is useful. Um, it's you've got your gunners, you've got your Sakarians, you've got your leader to do um, the chain activation shenanigans. The Omnispecs and the Dictat are both supporting your guys. It's then do you, uh, do you have a do you have like a favorite? If there's nothing that's like outstandingly valuable, do you have like a dude that you just find yourself always playing, or that you just like the way they look, so you just take them? I mean, honestly, the alpha is kind of that for me. Um, he's oh. he's kit bashed. I put him together with some extra bits from the uh, the Cerberus Raiders, the cavalry. Yeah, does um, he have the does he have the dino bits at all, or is he just no? He's not the so it's so the the dinosaur guys are um they're like the actual unit that I've converted for Big Hammer, but no. Uh-huh. So like he's the one who's got like the flowing like crest on his helmet and like the big like katana saber. Mm-hmm. those are both from that kit so like i've i've put him together special and 
that wrist is probably held on by hopes and prayers. Um, <laughs> but yeah, he's just one of my favorite operatives I've ever built and played with. And he does the work for me. All right. Well, do you find that there's any that are like overrated or underrated that you see other people might make the mistake of taking or not taking? Um, I see a lot of discussion online that the flechette blaster on the infiltrators is mathematically superior in basically all situations to the stub carbine as in you will do more damage. The issue I take with that is that you, it is immediately less effective at any distance over six inches because the flechette blaster has range six and the stub carbine does not. And I just prefer the tactical flexibility of being able to shoot someone anywhere on the board that I can see, as opposed to going for on average an extra half a wound or wound um, into someone like within six inches. Yeah. If you're, if you're within six inches of an infiltrator, you're already probably having a bad time. That's what I would think is, as for instance, like the flechette bastards, what five attacks, two, three damage. Right. And it's relentless at range yeah. six. But if you're that close to one, you aren't you shouldn't you have already be dead because of how good they are in close combat quite quite possibly like they the edge case would be like your infiltrators fighting one person and they chop them to pieces and then instead of charging you shoot someone else within six inches sure okay like fine and into the dark I, I think this whole conversation actually changes quite a bit with into the dark um i have not tried them with the with the flesh blasters and into the dark there's definitely a use case there um I'm thinking more open board. Um, gotcha. Yeah, it's the fact that I can have an infiltrator like chop someone up and then point behind them and shoot someone 20 inches away across the board. Like, and their bolters with ceaseless. Like, those are good guns. Yeah, they are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Actually, wait, is that Giacomo? Is that identical no. to the auto bolt then? Yeah, yeah, exa- exactly that. Yeah, like, okay. So, yeah, actually, yeah. Which I use a lot. Yeah, I mean it's it's a really good gun. Yeah. What about an under what about an underrated model? Underrated? Um that you find useful that other people might not. Well, I I mean I think I find the alpha with the power weapon and the radium pistol I think is really good. Um and again everyone's you know run the numbers on them and yes, they do less damage in shooting. Um, he does more damage in melee, but not, it's not reliable. They, the, the Vanguard alpha or both alphas have a weapon skill of four up and a ballistic skill of two up. Like if you are relying on them to do damage, the pistol is objectively better, but I don't play them in a way where I'm relying on the alpha to do damage. He's my support piece. He's, you know, babysitting the gunners and the Omnispecs so I can get off the double move so I can, Omnispec something and then immediately move and shoot it before an opponent has a chance to respond. So that's his job most of the time. But then if someone manages to get back there and, you know, get close it, now it's his job to make that charge in and butcher them. Gotcha. Like, and that's, and that's why he has the power weapon. He's going to hit you real hard and you're not going to expect it. And also cause he's a Vanguard, um, you're going to be injured. 
if you're within mm-hmm. engagement range of them, unless you are one of the now like 10 million teams that can ignore injury, but you know. <laughs> yeah, GW likes to break their own rules. Yeah. So um, I find the thing that makes out, um, AdMech really different than any other team is that they're really good in both melee and in shooting. Is yeah. there is there other any other reason why you would think that this team is specifically different than other teams in Kill Team? So I think this less than I did early in the edition, um, because just because so many new teams have come out um, and they've all got their own special thing. For about the first six months or so of this edition, I thought that Admech's identity was that they had a less good trick a less good version of everyone's trick, but they could do everyone's trick. Like, are you telling me that? Yeah. yeah. Like they had the ways to give plus one, which a lot of people had, they had the way to ignore obscurity, which some people had. Um, actually, obsc- actually our Omni, the Omnispecs is probably like our biggest trick. I think we've probably got the best version of that. Um, but the vet guard spotter is better in some ways, but it was kind of like, you know, we've got a, a version of that thing. You know, we've got a version of someone's good melee. We've got a version of someone's good shooting, but like, we don't have the best version of anything. We've just got the second rate version of what a lot of people have, but because we have everyone's tricks, you just have to be clever, but you know, you can't beat someone on their, on their thing. So you have to you have to flip over to the other things that you do well and use them to beat there. Like against Pathfinder, like my shooting's really good. My shooting is not Pathfinder good. So against Pathfinders, I have to lean on the melee tricks and those sorts of things in order to to beat them. If I'm playing a melee team, then I have to lean more on my ranged and play play the game I want to play and not let them dictate the flow in melee. Um but yeah, so I think I think the key one of the keys to playing Hunter Clade is at least the way I play it, identifying what your opponent wants to do and denying them denying playing into their game. Play play the Hunter Clade, play the version of Hunter Clade that is better at the things that they're not. Your that your opponent is not. Got it. Um, what is your go-to tack op and why is it calculated eradication? (laughs) (laughs) Um, one, you're not wrong. (laughs) Two, um, because I often first turn, it's a gimme, um, against anything but the, the best opponents. Um, and even then, depending on the layout there might be nothing they can do to prevent it. Um, okay. And so, and I, I play a very cagey turn one. So usually it'll be something like my plasma pops up, shoots someone, even if it doesn't kill them, they've taken five wounds. I've taken none. So I score it. Um, usually I score it twice, pretty, pretty casually. Um, even in a close game, you're probably out wounding someone two turns. Um, so let's explain what calculated eradication is. Yes. So for if you don't know, um, one of the the hunter clade custom tac ops or secondaries is calculated eradication. 
And there are some caveats on it, but effectively what it means is both players, I well, I do because it's not my opponent's job, it's my job. I keep a track of the number of wounds each of us has lost on their operatives that turn. And if my opponent loses more wounds than I do, I score a point. Um, pretty simple. Yeah, pretty simple. And the one, the one thing that you do have to stop and explain sometimes is it's not the number of operatives or the wound characteristics of operatives that have gone out of action. It's just pure wounds that have been lost, which can be kind of funny sometimes because it'll often work where like I charge a sacrificial Sakarian in. They get taken down to like one wound remaining. And so I don't score calculator allocation that turn. And then the next turn they kill that Sakarian and I only take one wound on my tally for the next turn. And then it comes down to the math. And they're like, wait, didn't you lose this car? And it's like, yeah, he's on one wound. And they're like, ah, oh man. Okay. Yeah. You get it. What is your, your favorite uh, attack ploy and strategic ploy? Hmm. My favorite, I think it's attack ploy. Um, Relentless pursuers. Um, The one. Yeah. Pursuers. Yeah, where I can, um, if I select dash, if I select infiltrate or um, shoot, I never remember the actual the recon option, right? Yeah, the yeah, either the either the free dash or the free flip in the scouting phase. If I select one of those, I can pay command point and flip two rangers on my and do the same thing to two more rangers in addition to the the free that I would normally get, and doing that. and my if I'm planning on doing that, I bring the arc rifle and plasma as my rangers. So then all of a sudden my two big guns can go loud and shoot you. And then someone else on the team can as well. Probably a Sakarian if you give me a charge. Um, or my little guy if you decide to not be scared of him, which is a mistake because he can punch really, really hard in shooting kind of out of nowhere. Um, but yeah, that that's a nice trick to have in the bank. Um, my favorite tack op is God, I can't think of the name right now. Um, but the one where I can put a guy into a different, uh, doctrina than the rest of the team. And I use that so much to just give someone an extra inch of movement, uh, and just make them a little bit farther. Like I can, so often I can do that to line up a Sakarian charge where, you know, it's against another melee operative that I want to get into a duel with and I'll position it to where, okay, we're out of normal, like we're just, you know, 0.1 inches out of normal charge range, but then I'm just going to give him an extra inch of movement when it's my turn to go. And now he can make that charge, but the opponent could do nothing about it. Oh, that's fascinating. Yeah. So what's your favorite piece of equipment? Ooh. Um, the optimized gate on the rust docker is a must take like it's which does what so um it lets the rust you can only put it on the rust docker and it lets them ignore the first circle of movement every the first time in a turn whenever they try oh, yeah, to draw cancer what said oh that's cancer i know what you're yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah the one that makes them yeah go fast um it is very good, and also it's plays basically like ropes, right? Uh, except no, better. no, it's 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 it kind of like ropes in the fact that it helps you move, but it's different. Um, it's not it's not as good on climbing and dropping, um, but it well, it's not as good as climb on climbing. 
It's about the same on dropping, but it also helps with traversing, which ropes do not. Um, so it's a side grade, I guess. It's just different. Um, for a melee, for a melee model, it's probably better um, because I can set up a charge that someone can't normally make because of a traversable uh, piece of terrain. But if that's the only thing that's in my way, I'm just going to pop right over it and it's not going to slow me down at all. And then I can make that charge and you can't. Absolutely. I mean, the fact that it basically ignores traverse, you know, is just so, so much good. So good because so many players tactically plan out, you know, like, Oh, like I'm safe. I'm, I'm, you know, nine inches away and behind traversable. Like there's no way somebody can charge me and they forget that admech are crazy and their rust docker has this right. uh the thing that ignores that and they get charged and they they die people Absolutely. people people don't forget it for long once it happens to them nope <laughs> <laughs> i can tell you that i don't <laughs> which one can go fast those two okay <laughs> yeah the, so would you go ahead no yeah the, the ones the ones who have the really scary mask and the the double blades yeah they they go fast they just they just want to come hug you Exactly. So would you consider this an easy team to play for, for like newbies to pick up, like maybe if they've only played like five games of a compendium team? I wouldn't say it's easy, but I wouldn't say it's terribly hard to pick up. Um, I think that it's very possible that the data sheets are good enough to where you can pick them up and do fine with them. You'll have a good time. Like the, Sicarians are fun. The gunners are fun. Like they're big guns that go bang. They're big old fat melee models that go in and chop stuff up. Um, it's it's fun. Um, the admet crumbles once you start looking at them sternly. Though they don't they don't have a lot of staying defensive power without tricks, and so that's where it becomes hard to play them. Like if you're, if you're trying to make like a real serious competitive run with them, it, you'll have to put in some time to figure them out. They're not, they're not, they're not intercession. <laughs> well, how many, how many games do you think that a person would need under their belt to play them, you know, at a grand tournament level? Uh, well, what, what do you mean by play at a grand tournament level? Let's say, let's say, play and then possibly place or you know get get top eight in like a 40 person tournament i don't know um there you would need i think it's more just about there's two factors right it's just overall level of experience in wargaming generally like you know someone someone who's used to the game can probably switch teams and find success much faster um yeah this is for like new players, like just yeah. thinking about getting into the, into this faction of the game. I probably at least 20 games. Um, I would say. Okay. Before you All think right. before, I mean, just to, I mean, you probably need five to 10 games just to get the fundamentals of the game down period. And then yep. another 10 games to really learn the team inside and out. Gotcha. And then probably another 10 games on top of that to, to really refine them. Yeah, I'd say so. Um, and I mean, and I have, 
I gosh, I have no idea how many team games I've played with this team. I would not be surprised if it's over a hundred. Um, but there are tricks to this team that I have not even pulled out yet. Um, because they're not as good as like some of the other tricks that I pull out, but like there's the team's deep. You can go deep down the team, like down the rabbit hole of the things you can pull off in the interactions you have with models. Okay. Yeah. It's kind of like, I consider myself a pretty decent Vedgard player. And then I played Wormblade, Anthony's Wormblade for the first time. And I got murked because I've never played them before. Right? <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's when, if, if you're just picking up, you know, Admech and, and you run into like an issue, you know, with a team, don't give up on them, you know, just specifically like practice that matchup or read the other team so that you can be, you can play better into them next time. Even if, even if you have those recommended games that, that we're kind of talking about so that uh, since there's so many teams out there now, uh, when you're playing competitively or you're, you're playing like at some sort of a tournament, it's, it's always good to try and keep that keep that on your mind yeah absolutely my my personal theory you know everyone everyone enjoys the hobby a different way and get something different out of it depending on what they're doing but in you know speaking from my heart i think the the best way to get good at the game is to pick like you know just off the bat like when you're looking at teams and looking at things you know like pick a team that you really like the you dig the look of you dig the lore of like a team you're excited to play and then just play it a bunch. Like you're, you're going to get good through repetition and you won't be good at the beginning. Like it's just, that's not how it works. Emmanuel spanked me time after time again, as I was learning until he didn't. And I thought our friendship was over from the look on his face, but he was just, <laughs> trying to cry what it just happened to him. Um, uh, turns out an old edition taser goad goes burr. Um, but yeah, it was, yeah, it's just, Find find the team that makes you happy and then just get the reps in with them. That's I don't think there's any, you know, four out of five doctors say you can become a met, the best kill team player in the world using this one great trick. Um, there's there's no I don't think there's a shortcut. It's just find a team you right. like, play them, play them into the ground, take yep. your take your licks and give out licks in return. Absolutely. What would be what would be a tip or two that you would give to new players and or even pro players playing this team that you, that maybe somebody hasn't even thought of yet? Um, your little shock trooper is way more useful than you think he is. Um, right. He does, he can do a lot. The, Oh man, you're making me give up all my secrets. Um, <laughs> you can put your shields up against shooting real hard for a turn. Um, so I said they crumpled fast earlier, which is which is generally true. But if you combine bulwark imperative, which lets you get a free reroll on saves um, if you fail twice, which is fairly likely with a four up save. Um, and the ploy calculated approach, which if someone's shooting at you from outside of six inches, if you retain a critical save, you can promote a failure to a success. Mm. You put both of those on in a single turn, all of a sudden you are shrugging a lot of shooting damage. 
Absolutely. And then in a in a shootout, um, I actually hadn't really used that strategy much at all prior to SoCal, um, but I used it a couple times. And yeah, it turns out that when you're in a turn that's a shootout and you pop that, all of a sudden your models are lasting a lot longer. Awesome. Yeah. Well, those are all my questions, G. Do you have uh, Do you have any? Yeah, I like to ask this to anyone who goes to tournaments. What would be something you tell folks at home to get ready for a tournament? Not just understanding your army, you know, not just painting and everything ready, but just like something that you would tell them to do. Um, I think the the most important thing to do at a tournament is to remember that every opponent you face there is another human being that's there to have fun and play the game just like you are. Like Absolutely. You you will have moments at a tournament because okay, so no one likes to lose, right? Like I I like to say that I enjoy losing um because it means that I learn something, which is which is true. Um but also like on the other hand, I'm not playing a game to lose, especially at a tournament. Like I want to win. Right. But draws accepted fine i i hear i hear the comments now there's always going to be a winner and a loser at the game um which means there's a 50 50 chance that it's you and so you need to be able to take that with grace and be happy for your opponent that they got the w um and in the moments where you get into disagreements or things get heated over a a moment in the game or a rules interaction or something like it's totally fine to have differing opinions with your opponent over the game state or the way a rule interacts. And so it's always okay to call for a third party to intervene in that moment because they're not biased. They have no skin in the game, get that ruling and then move on and then shake hands at the end of the game and go get a beer afterwards. Like it's, it was a moment in time where you were both trying to win. Something happened one of you won, one of you lost, but now it's fine. And you've made a friend and hang out with them. Like it's absolutely as, as much as I love the competitive aspect of tournaments, I love the social aspect just as much. Like it's so much fun to go to the tournaments and see like these guys that I only see, you know, every so often and hang out with buddies that, you know, I wish I could see more often. Um, and yeah, it's just, it's a good time. Like, yeah, I guess the, the advice is just, you know, be good sports, like enjoy, enjoy the fact that we're getting to push our plastic army men around and make pew pew noises with each other. Exactly. <laughs> for, for me, I would also echo what Alex said about when you're, when you're playing a competitive game, it's better to call a TO over and maintain good faith between the two players and good. Um, like some people might originally think that like, calling a TO over is like bad sportsmanship or like they're trying to like get something over on somebody, but you know, like be doing that more often gives firstly gives the TO something to do, but also, but also, you know, it will hopefully keep better blood between the two because ultimately it's not like, it's like, can I see his elbow? It's like, you can, or you can't, you know? And, Mm -hmm. and then it's like, all right, cool. Like somebody's, somebody said, yes, somebody said no, instead of like strong arming or forcing, you know, something onto somebody, don't be afraid to do that. Um, another thing that I would say 
is to kind of kind of know your rules before you come in and also have have the right mindset like don't think you're going to go to a tournament and win like go to mostly have fun and if you win then that's even better yeah out of out of out of your 19 person tournament at socal how many didn't win uh 18 yeah like it's yeah one person gets to win a tournament that's just the way just the way that works um exactly and while i was lucky enough to be the one in this past one i've been in plenty of tournaments where i'm not and i still loved going to that tournament yeah that's always it's always right to have the right mindset mm-hmm. all right well thank you for being such a good sport and i want to make one note real quick you said a joke and we went to get pizza and no one else laughed at it but me and I thought oh, it yeah. was really funny. So I just want to say I appreciate that. I, I didn't hear it until Giacomo repeated it. I don't think you thought it was, on the podcast. We cannot repeat it on the podcast, but it was very, very funny. <laughs> Thank you, Giacomo. I appreciate you. <laughs> Gee, did you have any more questions for us? No, that's going to be it. Um, Alex, can you tell everybody where they can find you again? Yeah, find me on YouTube at the Strategic Advantage channel. Um, I'm the worst millennial in the world, so I don't have any other uh, social media besides that. Wow. Loser. (laughs) Yep. Yep. (laughs) I'm totally kidding. (laughs) Uh, uh, Hey, he has a lot of discords, okay? Don't don't, don't sell yourself short, Uh, Alex. You and me share at least 16 discords, okay? Yeah, that's very true. <laughs> oh man, he also has headphones that work. He he does. He does. Because <laughs> Mikey popping out. <laughs> again. Telling you, man, it's the machine spirits. Because I made fun spirits. of you. That's why. Yeah, they're they're angry. You're gonna have to do like the, the on the side is yeah. very upset at you. You said 40. some one one zero 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 one joke that was went way too far. This yeah. this tech priest gives you. 40 Omnisaya Maria's to do. I like that one. That was good. (laughs) Well, if you're looking to compete, we have the All Valley Team Tournament coming up in two weeks. That's November, the weekend of November uh, 5th and 6th. Go ahead and sign up there at Squad Games. You can find it through lestersworkshop.com slash squad games. And you can always find me at Wargaming Studios on Instagram if you want to see all the stuff that I paint. And now you can find us on Instagram as well at Squad Games. Woo! Yeah, that's brand new. It's great. That's brand new. We're going to have like one picture on there. <laughs> it's going to be amazing. And don't forget to give us a rating, you know. I like getting ratings on whether you're listening on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever. Because then it helps the algorithm say, hey, that works. You know, we need to give some uh, favorite of the Omnisaya by giving it some star reviews there. I'd give you guys a five out of seven perfect rating. Oh, man, awesome. I love five out of seven. Five out of seven is the best. I'll take it. <laughs> All right, until next guy, you know, thanks for coming on, Alex. Yeah, no problem. It's great to be with you guys. Same. See ya. Peace. Beep, boop. Beep. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> this is all those noises are going to go at the very end of this by the way yeah that's, that's going to be amazing the mechanic is beautiful <laughs>